Hello and welcome to another episode of Sam Talks to Herself in Her Bedroom for about 20 minutes. Um, yeah, we're here today. I'm embarrassed to say that I forgot I had to record this podcast. Wow, I'm a great podcaster. I forgot until about 20 minutes ago. And I'm so swamped with work that I was, like, having a panic attack, and I was like, should I do it? Should I just skip it? Should I blow off my responsibilities? And then I decided to just do it, because I'm really good at planning like that. So this episode of Offbeat Grad is by myself, as you can tell. Love it. We're living it. And I'm going to talk about the other topic that I had y'all vote on on Instagram, like two weeks ago, and y'all said you wanted to hear about freelancing, and well, I delivered on that, and now, because I have no other ideas, and because a lot of people did express interest in the other topic, um, I'm going to talk about that, and that topic is how to get 10,000 views on your blog, preferably in a month, Um, but basically just how to grow your traffic, because we talked a lot about growing social media, how to grow random stuff. I've talked a bit about Pinterest, but you know, I'm going to talk about it again. Um, Basically, just like how to write, how to do random stuff, how to work abroad, how to get a job, you know. And so now we're going to talk about like specific things you can do today to actually start getting big traffic to your blog. So to start with, I'm sorry, I'm going to yawn and I'm not going to edit it out. Anyway, to start with, I'm going to talk about when I started to see real traffic on my blog and how that even happened. Oh my god, my microphone keeps doing this thing where it twists around, so if you hear me, like, out of one ear, like, that's why, and I'm sorry, but also I'm not a microphone expert, so, you know? What can you do? Oh my god, it's the other way now. Okay, here we are. Oh my god, it just hates me. It's not having it. It's fine. Everything's okay. Anyway, I started my blog in 2015, as I've talked about a gazillion times. And this was prime time. Like, there were not other college blogs. There were a couple, but it wasn't really a thing. So I just jumped in there, and I was like, here I am. And um, it really took off. Um, I used to get so excited. I remember the first time I got, like, 200 page views in one day, and I was like, oh, my God, I am famous. I was like, where are my brand deals? I was like, wow, I'm going to start getting recognized on the street. And obviously that didn't happen because that's crazy. But I was really hyped about it, and then when I had a post actually go viral, I had 10,000 views in one day, and I was like, oh my god, this is what true fame is, and honestly, that's not either, but I was hyped about it, and it was so cool, and I've had a few posts, actually I've had the same post go viral several times, but a couple posts have gone viral since then. Basically, that's where bulk of my traffic comes. Traffic is never going to be some kind of smooth sailing situation. Like, some months are going to be really good. Some months are going to be really bad. Now, on my bad months, I get about 20,000. That would be really bad. Um, but on my good months, quote-unquote, I've, I've gotten over 100,000. I've gotten... Generally, I'm in between forty-five and 60,000. That's, like, my normal safe zone, I guess. Like, if it's in that range, I'm like, okay... Um, You'll notice different times of year have a lot of different traffic patterns. Like, supposedly the worst month to blog is in December because people are so focused on, like, online shopping and, like, not really reading blog posts. They're more interested in things like spending time with their family, whatever that is. And um, 
But it also depends on your niche because a lot of people say summer is a really bad time. But as a college blogger, I found that summer was my best time. I would get most of my campaigns in the summer because people were preparing for back to school. Then the first few months, I would have like great times, excellent traffic, and it would slowly taper off. Spring was not great, but then it would start again in the summer. Basically, you're just going to learn those trends. Now that I'm not really talking about college very much in my blog anymore, it's sort of all over the place. It's sort of readjusting. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And yeah, so I got my first 10k views by going viral. Um, there's obviously no way to plan going viral. You just sort of got to fall into it. And sometimes it surprises you. Like the post of mine that went viral at the time, it was called How to Survive Without a Meal Plan in College. And when I look back on that post, I get like war flashbacks. I'm like, this is such a horrible post. Like, I'm so ashamed of it. I've gone back and edited it, thankfully. It's okay. Like, I haven't looked at it in over a year, and I have no intention of looking at it ever again. Um, another one of my posts that did really well, still does really well, I still get like the bulk of my traffic from this one post, is um, online jobs for college students, which is actually a really good post, and I've gone back and edited I'm proud of it. I'm not upset about it. So that's another good one, and you can't really anticipate it. Like, you might think you've created the greatest blog post known to mankind, and, like, five people will read it, and you'll be like, okay. So there's really no way to plan it. I would just say always be writing great content because you never know what's going to go viral. So let's talk about the foundation. The foundation for your blog before you even start the other steps, like, you need to have these in place so that the other ones will work properly. Like, you can go back, but you don't want to go back. Let's just get the foundation good. So you need a backlog of quality posts. I don't think you should even launch your blog until you have at least three or five posts. Personal preference, um, because if you, someone goes to your blog and they're like, wow, this is great, they're going to want to see more, but if there's nothing else, they're going to be like flaky, weird, not interested, and they're going to move away. That's my personal take. Anyway, so get a few quality posts, be really proud of them, think they're great, make sure they're not like just 200 words and a photo of your dog, make sure they've actually got some real content, that's where you're going to see it. And why content, this is a confusing word, because a lot of people like to blog about their personal lives, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I actually encourage you to get personal in your blogs, because that's how you actually connect with your readers, but at the same time, realize that most people probably don't want to read about your favorite thing in September. Like, maybe they do. Maybe they will later if you get super popular. Or maybe they really do care, like, what makeup products you like to use in the spring. Maybe. I don't know. But they probably don't care about, like, your back-to-school goals. They probably just don't. Like, people aren't really searching what is Becky's back-to-school goals. Like, they don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's really harsh. Um, I do think there's a time and a place for personal posts. And if you do want to do those, that's fine, but I think you should balance them with some more content-heavy ones that offer more value, and that way you've got a good balance. So you've got, like, Becky's favorite school supplies if you... <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, I would read that. But, like, Becky's favorite um, day of the week, like, that could be for your friends and your family, whereas you'll have the school supplies post for people like me who are more interested in something objective like that. So that was a good rant on why... <laughs> Why your blog isn't your diary. Oh my god, when I was like in middle school, my blog was my diary. And 0 out of 10 do not recommend. Um, so those days are gone. Make quality content. Like offer actual value. Every time you write a book. Every time you write a book, just think about this. Every time you write a blog post, think about what you're offering. Like what can users get from this? Are they valuing it? 
that's that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I write too much. I, I can't stop asking these questions. I keep going like in my everyday life and I'm like approaching decisions like where's the value? But obviously that's not real. Okay, marketing is fun. So next, after you have some posts, you're going to start making some profiles. So this is up for you. Up for you. Haha, <laughs> I can't talk. I'm so sorry. I No, I'm not. Anyway, create some profiles. I have strong beliefs about Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the like. Honestly, I hate most of them except Instagram, which also I hate. But I really do not like Twitter. I do not find blog posts on Twitter. I rarely do. I go on Twitter to lurk, like honestly, and to like post about The Bachelor. But I don't actually post on Twitter. So I think Twitter is dead that's a personal belief. If you really love Twitter, you go for it. Like, more power to you, but it's not for me. Same with Facebook. Facebook used to be much bigger a few years ago. Right now, I don't think it's that big. I personally only go there to go to Facebook groups, which I think is a whole different thing. Like, I think if you can start a successful Facebook group or be really active in a Facebook group, whether it's for bloggers or other people in your niche, that is a big value. And I do think you need a page for your blog, like something people can like. And I do post on mine regularly. But at the same time, I don't rely on it for a lot of traffic because I know that people in my niche, like the 20-something age, are not spending a lot of time on Facebook. So you definitely want to think about your audience and where they're spending their time. Like if they're on Snapchat, then great, be on Snapchat. But also, if they're not on Snapchat, don't waste a big percentage of your time posting on Snapchat. Instagram is usually a safe bet today because it's probably the biggest social media platform. I don't have stats for that, so I'm just making it up. So I would say pick one or two, Instagram and Pinterest. Always Pinterest. Pinterest is not optional. Um, Instagram is a great one um, because you can show a lot of personality there and you can connect with a lot of other bloggers, a lot of other people in your niche, and you can share stories, which is a great way to add another element of like connection. So that's great. Um, do I think you need to post personal information on there? Probably not. (laughs) Um, someone asked me the other day why I don't ever post pictures, like someone in my real life. It was like my boyfriend's friend. He asked why I don't ever post pictures of like my family or my friends or my boyfriend on there. And it's because (laughs) no one cares. Um, honestly, they don't. Also, I can treat my Instagram as like my brand account. I do post some personal information, usually about my day-to-day life. But I don't really talk about my family. I don't really talk about my friends. Like, obviously, I interact with these people, but I don't think the bulk of my followers, most of whom are strangers to me, need to see, like, the nitty-gritty details of my life. Like, we all know that Instagram is a highlights reel. Um, I'm not here to tell you my whole life story. If it's not relevant, I don't think it's anyone's business. It's also not always safe to share, like, personal information about other people in my life. Like, I don't like to advertise specifically where I live. Like, these are just common sense things. So, in response to that guy's question, um, that's why I don't. Um, I post things that I know my audience wants to see. I post things that speak to me and that reflect me and my blog. If it doesn't, I don't really include it. So, that's that. It's up to you how personal you want to get on your own Instagram or other social media pages. I would probably stay away from saying too many controversial things. Not that you can't and shouldn't. Um, speak up when you want to, but I do think it's best to be a bit neutral. Not on, I don't know why I'm giving this like a political spin. I don't think it's good to be (laughs) neutral. I do think um, that you should maybe keep some of your more private life private unless it's relevant to what you're doing. Not that you shouldn't speak up about like important issues to you 
or the community, but that you should maybe just, like, find that line between personal life and public life. I don't know why this became a, a very ethical issue, but here we are. So when you're on social media, you can network. This is a great way to get traffic. I go to a lot of blogs from Instagram, um, so that's a good way for me to find new blogs. Like, whenever I find a new blog or a new profile I really like, I'm always down to see their blog. I love seeing new blog posts on Instagram stories. I visit almost all of them. I love it. So another way to grow on Instagram is to follow relevant pages. I'm going to be controversial here with the, I do not believe in follow unfollow. Let me be clear with that. Like I'm not here for the mass following random people and bulk unfollowing them like 20 minutes later. That's annoying. No one likes that. You're not going to grow that way. Don't do it. But I do think it can be useful to follow relevant pages, like people who are already in your niche to see what they're doing or to just connect with other bloggers at your level. Like I like to follow new bloggers, even if I'm not super familiar with their content. Like it's a good way to get to know new people. I've met so many great people on Instagram um, and it's a great way to just sort of grow your audience. Um, A lot of people are more willing to follow you if you follow them first, but don't just unfollow, like don't be that kid. But I definitely think you can value from following some new people as a strategy, if you're following people you actually want to follow, not just like random strangers. Anyway, you also need to post consistently. Like I struggle with this. I will go like two weeks where I'll post every day and then suddenly I'm like, I have nothing. But I think the best way to do this is to take a lot of pictures at once. (laughs) It seems like catfishing because you keep posting pictures of things like you're not doing. But I think everyone does it and it's fine because you did do that thing at some point. Um, like if I go to a cool restaurant and I have something cool to eat or like a really cool coffee drink, I'll take a picture of that even if I don't necessarily post it that day. The same goes with like blog pictures. I'll take a lot of them at once and then I'll post them over a long period of time. Um, you're eventually going to see posts that will do better than others. Milk that content cow. Like if for me, it's pictures of my desk. Like my desk is so small. If you saw it, you would be like, why is it this tiny? Um, it also has this really weird crack in the middle. Like, I don't know who designed it, but okay, thanks, Target. Anyway, those pictures do, like, three times as well as the the pictures of myself, so that's sad. But, so, that's what I try to focus posting on. I need to do better at this, but knowing that pictures of your desk or pictures of coffee or pictures of your face do better will help you know what to post next. Okay, we're getting to the big kahuna over here. This is Pinterest. I'm going to rant the good word of Pinterest again. I will never stop. I am a Pinterest disciple, and I will take this to my grave. I want this on my tombstone. Anyway, Pinterest is where it's at if you're blogging. I get 90% of my traffic from Pinterest. Um, The rest is organic search usually. Thank you, SEO. But Pinterest is where it's at, and you need to be there right now. You need to be there yesterday. You are already missing out. So if you're on Pinterest and you're not seeing a lot of success, I'm going to tell you exactly what you're doing wrong. First, you need a business account. It's super easy to switch your personal page to a business account. You can do it in two clicks. Just Google how to change Pinterest to a business account and you'll be able to do it. Next, you need rich pins. This is basically where you tell Pinterest that you own your website. You're like, hey, Pinterest, this is actually my website. I am who I say I am. And they'll be like, cool. And it's also really easy to do. Melissa Griffin has the best article on how to do this. But actually, I think Pinterest even changed it, so it's much easier now. Just Google Pinterest rich pins, and it'll walk you through it. It is not complicated. 
And then once you get that, you'll, whenever you post a new pin on Pinterest, you'll get your image that you post and a profile picture and like a much bolder text. So it's just a better way to stand out on Pinterest. Like, why wouldn't you do this? Next, the images that you're pinning on Pinterest need to be quality. Like, you don't need to go back to school for graphic design, but you do need to get on Canva, get on PicMonkey, get on Photoshop, um, make vertical images. Like, if your pictures need to take up as much real estate as possible, think about that Pinterest space. Like, you're going to go towards the picture that's the biggest, the brightest, like, the best. Um, I don't think you need to be consistent with your <laughs> your pictures. That sounds bad. Like, branding is really important in a lot of aspects of your business. I don't think it's that important on Pinterest because we're trying to see what sticks. So for me, I usually make three or four different images for every post. I don't do this all at once. Like, I'm not crazy. But, like, every once in a while, I'll go back and make some new Pinterest images for my most popular posts. I'll use a completely different style, different type of font, different kind of text. Sometimes I'll change the wording, stuff like that. Um, to see what works like sometimes you'll be surprised by what takes off like one design usually is more successful than the next um, this is a type of um, a b testing in the marketing world but i do way more than a and b i do like a b c d e f g um, basically we're just testing different things to see what people actually click on so try different things don't think you can only have one type of pin per post have as many as you want go back and make more for your old posts stuff like that great Next, stop using Pinterest as a personal account. Um, your business account is for business. You're not here to post your favorite recipes. If that's not your blog topic, you need to really stick with your niche. And you can definitely pin personal things you like. I would just suggest making those boards private. So I have a cooking page and it is private um, because the people who follow me do not want to see it. I know they don't, so I don't show it to them. Um, also, you're going to want to have a couple group boards of your own, usually topics related to your blog. So when I was doing college blogging, I had one on college life, study tips, um, living in the dorms, first apartment, like post-grad. Those were the ones I focused on. Um, I also had some relevant group boards. You can find group boards just by searching Pinterest. If you go on a, like a blog Facebook page, you can usually find a lot of different group boards. My favorite one is the Influence Her Collective, um, which is through um, her campus, and it's a really big one, but it's broken down into different niches, and I think that one's just a really popular one, but there are plenty of others by smaller bloggers. Don't just massively join group boards. You need to make sure they're active and they're actually working. You can do that by looking in it, see how many people are following the board. Is it a substantial number? Look how many people are contributing to the board. When was the last time anyone like posted on the board? Is it dead? The most important thing to look at is how many repins all of the images have. So look through like the 10 most recent images, see how many people are retweeting them, huh? repinning them. If they're all at zero, odds are this board isn't very active with people who are actually following the niche. I wouldn't really waste your time on that. Um, try to find three or four group boards that are really active, really full of like positive bloggers, people in your industry. That's where you want to be. Great. Um, that's where you're going to start seeing the, the viralness. Um, I would also suggest using Tailwind to schedule your posts. It's about $15 a month, I think, but you get $400, which is probably more than you need at first, at least. And basically, you can just go sit down for an hour a week, schedule out your posts. I basically don't schedule anything. I just, <laughs> I mass add things and then I click shuffle um, and it'll just post for you for, like, a duration of time, and it's a good way to not have to, like, worry about pinning all the time. 
Um, so if you can afford that, I would definitely recommend it. I know you will see a payoff in it. Also, uh, the 80-20 year, year, oh my god, the 80-20 rule. Basically, this means you should only be publishing 20% of your old content, and you should be publishing 80% of other people's content. So, no one wants to see you repost your own pins 15 times in a row. That's going to make them unfollow you, and they're going to think you're spammy and weird. So, don't do that. Um, Find other content that's really great and share that. Like, I love sharing other great blog posts that helps me explore new blog posts, see what people are interested in. So, it's a great way to do that. Also, build relationships with other bloggers, all these good things. Um, also repin your own stuff. Don't think you can't. Just because you posted one thing about your new blog post doesn't mean you can't post it again tomorrow or in a few days. Keep repinning your old stuff because you never know what's going to take off and that's going to be great when it does. Okay, that was my big Pinterest rant. Um, everything should be pinnable, living the Pinterest life, etc. Uh, some just big good things to pay attention to in general is to be consistent. Like, post frequently, especially in the beginning. Um, If you could do a blog post every single day, you would be golden. Guarantee you'd have more than (laughs) 10,000 views a month. That would be easy at that point, but obviously we can't all do that. I would aim for once a week if you can. If you can't, that's okay. Just make sure your posts are really good. Use Yoast SEO to get down with the SEO trends. Basically, it'll walk you through it so you don't need to learn anything extra, though you definitely should. And if you do want to learn more about SEO, I recommend Moz Blog, M-O-Z Blog, just Google it. Um, They have some really in-depth guides to understanding SEO and using it yourself. Then milk that content cow. Like, when you see something that goes viral on your website, even if it just happens to have, oh my god, to be honest, more hits than usual. Oh, jeez. Um really, like, go for it. Like, if you see that people like your posts about online jobs, for instance, which is something that happened for me, post more about that. Like, find a new topic that's related. Link it to that old post. Like, that's a great way to, like, really establish yourself as the lead expert in that exact topic. Um, It shows Google you know what you're talking about, and it also helps people stay on your website longer, which are all good things. Then also edit your old posts. Like I am bad at doing this, but also sometimes I do because I panic. Um, If you have an old post that you think could be better, edit it. If you think you could refresh it with new information, new links, definitely do that. Also, if you notice an old post starts getting more attention, it's a good idea to look through that, see if there are any other links you can add. Sometimes you can add affiliate links, advertisement links, things like that. Get some money from that post. Like why not? Also, just making sure the information is new, relevant, updated. Um, These are all good things. And that's it. You're going to go viral. I know it. I believe in you. Good job. Yes. Okay. Uh, That was my super messy post for the day. Um, I'm dying, but also I'm trying my best. I'm really swamped right now with freelance because I got, like, a new client and it's confusing and challenging. (laughs) And so I have that on top of the other stuff. And it's weird because I had, like, no work for the most of last week. So I was doing a lot of blogging stuff, which was great. But now it's, like, all hit at once and I'm, like, losing it. So we're doing great. Um, That's that. And thanks for listening. I will see you next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure it'll probably be me. And thank you for listening. I've seen a big spike in the number of people who follow the podcast. That's amazing. I'm 
crying because that's astounding. Um, I have to go cry now. Um, but thank you for listening, and I don't know how many times I'm going to repeat that, but bye.